Hey there, folks. I uh, wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor, in our opinion, is the easiest way to make a podcast today. First off, it's free, and we obviously like that. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer or even your smartphone. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on all the big name streaming services, talking Spotify, Apple Podcasts, a bunch more, all the places you listen to our podcast. You can generate money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are getting into podcasts or it's something that interests you, then download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, folks, and welcome to season two of the Two Loud Adams podcast. We are here with a very special guest today, opening up the season. Um, not just your normal episode, uh, is it, Adam? No, it's actually quite unique. Uh, the guy we have today was uh, All-American, graduated from uh, Ohio Wesleyan in 05, and currently enshrined in their Sports Hall of Fame. Happened to be the coach of the uh, DC United Academy and later is the coach of your very own Loudoun United, the one and only Ryan Martin. Welcome, coach. That's a, that's a hell of a lead in right there. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, two things. One is what a hell of a lead in. And secondly, I, I can't believe I didn't get invited in season one, but uh... <laughs> we were still trying to find our footing, as it were. No, no. Appreciate you guys having me on. I'm uh, excited to be here and appreciate all your guys' support and all you guys do for the club. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're, you know, everything you do is, is the real things, you know, you're, you're the, you're the one actually in the, in the trenches. We're just here to, to talk it up and, you know, hopefully just continue to engage fans. Um, but yeah, season one was a bit hectic. We were kind of figuring things out. We got a couple of interviews there on the back end, and I'm really glad. And I think a lot of listeners are glad we did have a chance to get uh people, people do in, um, Cause he spent a lot of time, you know, in the club uh, before you having to depart, but we still have you here. You're still here in the clubhouse. So now, you know, it's perfect. We got to have you on now. Um, so we wanted to take a, you know some time to kind of let the fans know who you are. You know, some, some of them only maybe see your post game interviews or, or what you're tweeting out. And, and we wanted to give the Loudoun United fans an opportunity to, to really get a feel for who, who coach Martin is and, and who you are. Um, maybe where, where you came from. It sounds like Adam uh, already, already kind of led that up, but yeah. Yeah. What can I say? I'm good at researching this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. And obviously glad you guys had a chance to, you know, to have people on and, you know, for me, you know, my first year and a half, you know, what a person to have with me and, you know, extension of what I was trying to do and, and, uh, you know, grateful for him and, you know, our, you know, our friendship will carry on, you know, in his retirement and all that. But, um, yeah, in terms of, in terms of my background, I basically put Ohio Westy and like, like Adam said there, and then from there, you know, had like a cup of coffee at rail salt Lake and played in Iceland and Germany for, you know, short stints, but, you know, always knew that coaching was my passion and, um, you know, would love to say, you know, sit here and say, Hey, I you know, blew out a knee or something like that. But, you know, the reality was, you know, I, I, you know, maximized my potential and got to where I could go and, but always wanted to be a coach. I grew up, uh, my father, uh, was the head coach at Ohio Western. Ooh. He's the all time winningest coach in the history of college soccer with just under 800 wins. Um, oh, and wow. he's going into his 44th year. Um, you know, oh, so he's I, still coaching today, huh? He's still coaching today. And, uh, you know, so he's, he's still going strong, but, 
So I grew up on a, on a soccer field. I was fortunate to be around a lot of good guys that were, um, you know, good program. He won two national championships there and um, learned quite a bit from him. You know, then I went and played for you know, as long as I could. And after that, I started my coaching career at Wake Forest University uh, in, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and, and was very fortunate enough in 2007 was my first year. And we won the national championship and I, I thought to myself, I go, wow, Ooh, this coaching stuff's really impressive. easy. Yeah. I was, I was like, wow, this is e every year you win the national championship. It's great. Um, but we, uh, you know, which is obviously not the case as, as you go into coaching and, and, uh, but it was, you know, great staff. I worked with Jay Vidovich there who played at Ohio Wesleyan, um, you know, under my father is now the head coach at the university of Pittsburgh, um, oh. was at Portland for a little bit as well. Um, so, so was with him for nine years and we went on and, you know, had tremendous success. I was, you know, I recruited a, a kid, Jack Harrison, who's now playing at Leeds in the Premier League. And, Ooh, um, you know, Ian Harts, who's at Dundee United. And 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 Ian is where I got to know John Harts, um, you know, former club legend at DC United. Uh, you know, Ian was a tremendous player and, you know, ended up winning the Herman Trophy. Uh, also brought in a kid, John Baccaro, who plays at Phoenix now, and, and his father actually won the European Cup with Barcelona. So, so had some pretty good, uh, you know, recruiting classes. One of my recruiting classes also had, you know, Michael Gamble. Um, so, you know so that guy, he just got re-signed <clears throat> this week. He, he, got, he got re-signed this week, so I figured I'd throw one of those in there. <laughs> After Wake Forest, Jay, uh, Jay went to Portland and joined the Timbers. I went to Columbus and joined the Columbus crew with Greg Berhalter at the time. Um, really, really took a lot from Greg and what he does and, you know, incredible, you know, pedigree. And obviously he's doing tremendous with the national team, but um, really took a lot of, of, you know, his knowledge, thoughts and, 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 and my philosophy and the way I see the game after that. Uh, John Harks called me and said, Hey, we're starting this really small team down in Cincinnati, uh, FC Cincinnati. You, you want to join? I'm like, well, I'm, I Googled it and I never heard of it. I'm like, what's going on here? And, you know, next thing we know, we're, you know, we're, we got 25,000 fans in a, in a stadium where we were sold out at 34,000 against crystal palace. And, um, it, it was a, you know, then we finished third in the league and it was a tremendous opportunity. And, um, you know, the management didn't see the success that we thought we saw in terms of finishing third. And, you know, they wanted trophies right away and them and John split. And then I was fortunate to get the, the position here at, at DC United as the academy director. Um, I've always been very passionate about youth development and helping kids get to where they can go. And, you know, maybe that's because. Um, you know, I, I always wanted to get more, but I knew I was limited, whether it was athletically or, or whatever it might be. Um, and, and so can I help kids get to the top? And, and, you know, my first two guys I brought in were, you know, Griffin Yao and Brian Kale. Oh, Hey, um, I know yeah, those names. If you pay attention to MLS. Heck of name drops too, right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. They brought me in a bit, you know, recruit and, and find players. And, and you know, I, I worked with VDA to get Griffin Yao in, which, you know, obviously, a, you know, tremendous one there. And, and uh, you know, Brian's club was not as supportive. So I, I, you know, had to kind of push a little bit on that one. And, and it worked out. Um, and then, you know, obviously Moses was in the academy. Kevin was in the academy. Mm -hmm. 
you know, Paredes and, and, and Neiman. Moses and, Nyman, yeah. Yeah, Nyman. Then you have, you know, Jacob Green was there, Jeremy Gray, Lundegaard. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, you know, we were pushing the tempo, trying Green to Green just signed in. with the first team uh, about a month ago, right? He did, yeah. Right at the end of the last year, he, <laughs> he basically halfway through our season, he went in with the first team, showed well. They were very happy wow. and, <laughs> um, and, and ended up offering a contract, which is tremendous. And then, uh, and then it's the, a shame he's it's a shame he might be leaving Loudon, but uh, you know, nothing but the best for him. We wish. No, for sure. And and like I said, hopefully we see him again, and mm -hmm. um, you know, can help him get to you know DC United permanently. You know that that's kind of yeah. you know ha half the role of you know what we're doing. Yeah. And then and then uh, when Richie took the New England job, I you know Dave Casper asked me if I wanted the job, and at that point it was uh, the timing was right, so I made the jump. What's not to want? I mean, look at us, you know? Oh, I know. I know. And that was before we had any, even a shovel on the ground at that point. Really? Oh, oh man. Wow. Yeah, that was, that's, it's been, it's been a huge blast to just see everything kind of blow up the way it has. I, I'm so interested to know what Cincinnati did, um, you know, those early years, how they set that fan base up. Cause I mean, it, it didn't take long before they, they would march the streets into that stadium and, and you would yeah. see, you know, 10,000 people just filling the streets and they were USL before they got into MLS. Right. Yeah. That we, we, when we started, it was our first year and it was, it was kind of crazy. It was like a perfect storm of, of like everything, you know, obviously our, the ownership group wasn't a USL ownership group. It was an MLS group, you know, it was Carl Linder and, you know, David Thompson and, and billions of dollars and, and uh, unbelievable stadium right downtown in the heart of Cincinnati, the fan base, you know, really just exploded. And yeah. it, it, it just kind of snowballed into this, like stadium, of, right? of, of blue and orange. <laughs> I, I kind of expect the same thing to happen out in Austin. You know, it's, it's one of those places that's kind of just been brimming and ready uh, for that pro market uh, situation. And they're yeah. going to just blow up. Um, it's just, just going to be black and green. Hopefully in a good blue and orange. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and, and that's it, you know, stadium location so big, but yeah, right. like Austin's mm -hmm. going to blow up too. And, and so, that's the fun part about the league right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Was, um, there was one thing I uh, wanted to touch on an earlier point you made that you've, uh, you know, both yourself and uh, some of the kids that you've seen grow up uh, as in Harks, you, that you, did you see them, do you feel that they've been like, you know, in the shadow of their parents, that they've felt the need to live up to their parents' expectations or that they've been able to break free from those? To be honest, I, I think they've been able to break free from them. And, and I think, uh, and to be honest with you, it's funny, like people always ask me this, you know, talk about parents and, and the academy and talk about, you know, kids that made it, you know, Griffin to Moses, da, 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 da. You know, John is, is, you know, he let Ian find his own way and mm -hmm. let Ian find his own path. You know, John Baccaro's father, um, you know, doesn't speak English, but was like, okay, when college was the pathway for John okay, well, let's explore that route. And I still remember when I went over to, you know, Chase, which is, you know, south of Barcelona and recruited a kid. I was like, okay, well, here's what we're doing. And he's translating for his father. And his dad was like, if this is what you want, then go do it. And, you know, that was something I always thought was interesting, especially with those two, you know, because you are talking about World Cups. You know, you're talking yeah. about European Champions League. You're talking about FA, you know, goal of the year. It's – um they let their kids find their own way and, and they, they encouraged them. They supported them. Um, and they put them in the best environments that they felt they could at the time and let them grow. 
Mm. It's good to hear. Yeah, that really is. That's that's really cool. You hear a lot of horror stories about, you know, maybe pressing like, you know, obviously your dad really pressed upon you. You had to be a coach. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh so. yeah. Young age. Young age that goes, hey, all I want to do is play. He goes, no, here's a whistle. That's right. <laughs> stand, stand over there. Here's a whistle. Yeah, stand over there, blow the whistle. Kids, yeah, kids will love it. I want some tactical analysis after the game. That's right. Yeah. Oh, but no, to be honest, to be honest, like when I when I look at kids that like have really made, you know, Jack Harrison's mom was the same way. It's like, you know, I never heard anything from her, and you know, you know I went over mm-hmm. and visited Jack at Leeds, you know, two years ago, and it's like, you know, just great people. Same thing, Griffin, Moses, Kevin, Jacob, yeah. Jeremy. They're just all good families that are like, okay, well, he's in the environment. I'm believing in the process. I'm believing in the pathway, and good luck. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've actually spoken with Griffin's family a couple of times uh, at games, and they they seem they seem nice. Obviously, pre COVID and when he was still playing down with us, but yeah, that's that's good to hear. All right, here's a question for you. Um, <clears throat> move, moving on to just the USL side of things. So you know, we get normally in a season we get an opportunity to play a good you know a bevy of teams uh, all across the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, that changed this past season, but you know, with this new shuffle, with things the way they were, and maybe they are a taste of that in 2021 as well, you know, of those teams that we have played, which ones do you think that we have, or maybe are developing a rivalry with? Are you feeling like that's, that's something that's in the mix with us, with a USL team? Yeah. I mean, I think so. I think obviously you get a natural, you know, obviously Philly dropped out, but I think you get a natural rivalry with, with uh, you know Red Bull, I, I think something's you know brewing with you know Pittsburgh and and you know I I just personally hate Hartford. Maybe it's to drive up there. Ooh, for Hartford. But but I you know I think something's brewing there as well. And and um, you know so for me you know I I thought that group this year was was great because it's kind of a, a a very variety of teams and and some teams that you know we just don't really like. Yeah. I agree. I, I wish that we had as many games against Philly as we did against Hartford. Cause I, I can't imagine that 11 and a half hour drive was, uh, was, was helpful to the playing yeah, on the field. It, 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 that, that part was tough. And, and uh, you know, credit to the guys, they, um, you know, the guys, especially the guys that went there four times, they, they, <laughs> they put some miles in. My gosh. Yeah. Uh, my, and on a bus too, right? Yeah, on a with COVID, Oof. it was all bus except Oof. for you know Louisville. We flew to Louisville, but um, that was it. Okay, so here's another question. Um, looking at like the DC side of things, uh, we've got a new coach. We got Coach Lasada there at the helm um, at DC, right? So, so with with Coach Olson out, this is a question I, I maybe wrote a while before uh, the new coach's arrival, but. Do, do you anticipate that impacting things? I mean, obviously we're owned by, you know, Loudon's owned by DC. So we're not necessarily just a feeder team. They, they want us to succeed, but at, in a level, you know, do you, do you anticipate a need for like any strategy work with, with the new coach at DC or that kind of stuff? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's always important to work hand in hand with the coach, you know, and, and what their philosophy, what they want from players. And, um, you know, the good things that, you know, I've read some tactical analysis. I've looked at a lot of what Hernan did at, you know, beer shot and, and some different things there. And, you know, he's a, a big Bielsa fan as am I. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to go, you know, see Marcelo in, 
in athletic Bilbao twice and then Leeds obviously as well, just to kind of learn and grow and, and push myself forward. So when I heard he was a Bielsa fan, I was very excited. Um, you know, I like the press. I like guys that want to go for it. I like to score goals. I like to play a high line, you know, so when I start to see his quotes and what he's thinking, a lot of the same feelings I have, you know, he mentioned. So, um, you know, I'm excited there. My assistant's also Argentinian, which I, I think will help the relationship and, and uh, you know, between the two clubs. So, um, you know, Victor's Victor Lonchuk, for those that don't know him, it's like, you know, does a tremendous job in the sports, you know, science part. And um, I think our relationship will continue to grow. And I think that, you know, Hernan, myself, you know, just based on what I read, see, et cetera, see it in a similar way. So for me, it's like, okay, you play three at the back, you play four at the back, you play – it just comes down to, you know, what are the general principles that you're trying to get across? What type of football are you trying to play? Um, sure. You know, and those are, those are things that I think we see eye to eye on. So I'm kind of excited to have them in and, um, you know, build a relationship, maybe learn some new things that I haven't seen or things that he picked up in Belgium and, and go from there. Awesome. That's, that's, yeah, that makes complete sense. hundred yeah. percent. Um, so here's a question that you, you might not be able to answer. Um, I don't know what, what your thoughts are on this, but what do you know about and what, do you, what, do you, what are the thoughts from Loudon's perspective on this MLS Reserve League thing that's happening? There's this that, that's blowing up and you got MLS teams that are dropping their, their two programs. Um, obviously, DC's invested a little more in Loudon's success with the whole stadium, um, a completely separate staff. We're not just Philly, too, right? You know, we're, we are our own living, breathing um, entity. But, but do you see that impacting maybe even the quality of players that we see coming through Loudon or the, the relationship we have with DC? Is that something that the MLS Reserve League could impact? No, I don't think so. I, I think if anything, uh, the MLS Reserve League will be like a supplement to what we're doing here okay. and almost be like a, a trial ground for guys that we're looking at at Loudon. When I, when I spoke with Dave Casper and Jason and Jason Levy and all that, it's like th there's no um, desire for Loudon to drop to a reserve league or anything like that. So, um, you know, unless something crazy happens or something changes, you know, they're, they're happy with USL. They want to be there. They want Loudon to be there for a long time as a USL team and, and continue to push forward. Yeah, I mean, you have to imagine – you have to imagine that the talent level at the USL championship is going to be far superior than what a reserve MLS league would be. Cause I mean, the, the, the talent continues to go through the roof. I mean, you, you see more and more talented players that are going, that are even skipping the MLS, you know, when, when they, they move on, they're going straight to uh, European clubs, you know, overseas it's across the board. Um, yeah. Who's that, that Solomon Asante kid from Phoenix. I think, didn't he go somewhere overseas as well? You know, we're, we're witnessing that, certainly not surpassing MLS, but I think that the quality of play at the USL championship would be above what a reserve league would be. Yeah. And I do too. And, and when Jason, Dave, myself had this conversation, you know, I, I basically said the same thing. I'm like, Hey, you know, for to have Moses Griffin, Kevin, you know, Jacob green play against a 30 year old man who has played in the MLS and is, it, this is his livelihood and he's trying to win a championship. I go, that's so much harder than to go on a Sunday morning and play with, you know, all 18, 19 year olds that think they're going to be pros. It's just a different, different yeah. thing. And it's a recruitment piece, right? Don't, don't you want to 
if you are a youngster considering, you know, our club, don't you want to have the opportunity to play against, you know, a, a nearing retirement Didier Drogba who plays for Phoenix at one point or a nearing retirement Tim Howard who is, you know, in between the sticks at Memphis for, for periods of time. I mean, those are more of a draw. And if, if I were a 19 year old, right. You know, sitting here, that's, that would be, that'd be my, my pull would be going toward like something like that. Yeah. Definitely but, one but way I, to give I, them a baptism of fire. Baptism no, of fire. for sure. And, and I think, but I also think you've seen that, right. Where it's like a year ago, Moses was playing with us full time as an Academy kid. Now he's starting games and he's in the guardians top 60, 2003s in the world, you know, it's like easily. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, and it's, like, and it's not like, it's not like, you know, there was a magic recipe that we sprinkled something on them. It's here's a 15 year old kid that just played against guys that, you know, had have played 10 years pro and, and he not only held his own, but he, he surpassed a lot of them. And that's why when he, when he got in games with, with DC, it was like, okay, the kid will be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Adam, sorry, you about to say something. Yeah, I guess um, I, Kind of a related point, you know, there were times where I uh, saw some uh, academy kids pop up in games like uh, Ronald or RJ Fuentes, like uh, Issa Mudashiru, just uh, burst onto the scene, I guess. Uh, was that uh, a vote of confidence or did you just want to see what they could do in a game day situation? Yeah. I, I, twofold. I think one is that the guys were training well and they were doing quite well. I think, you know, this, this year was a, a year unlike anything I've ever seen. So, you know, when we, when we built the initial roster, you know, a lot of which, you know, when we put it together was assuming that we would have guys coming down from the first team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then if you picked up an injury, instead of having, you know, like a Chris Adoy or something, you know, coming down or Griffin or Moses or Kevin or Don or Earl, you know, now all of a sudden with COVID, there was no, there was no up and down. It was mm-hmm. either you're up or you're down. So, um, <laughs> you know, so it was a little bit of both. They trained well, you know, to, to what we had. Um, and they did well and they're good players, but we also, our roster was a little bit thinner than we would have liked. And that's where we're trying to make adjustments as we go into 2021, assuming, you know, assuming that COVID sticks around for five, six months, we're going to have to prepare for that route as well. Well, let's be optimistic, but yeah, I guess I can understand that as well. When COVID COVID literally limits your, uh, choices for the uh, game day 18 you gotta or i guess 19 you gotta do what you can i'm dog guessing the extra subs helped though yeah yeah the extra subs help and you know I, you know for me it was, you know, east is a great player and a good kid and he deserved it and you know rj did the same it's mm-hmm. uh you know i i want a little bit more competition around everybody so it, it creates a you know a stronger environment where you have to really push yourself forward but uh so this year was a little bit of both, um, you know, looking at the year before when I like, for example, I, when I put Moses in the game and started him, I, you know, I think that was my first game ever. It wasn't because I, you know, Moses that is because I think Moses is one of the best players in the country. You yeah. Know, Brian, and he shows it. And he shows it. And Brian Kale was the same and Kevin Paredes was the same. Yes. And, you know, th- those guys, Jacob Green, Jeremy, even Jeremy Gray. I'm like, these are guys that are, you know, Lundegaard. It's like guys that have shown enough that they can grow and, and become something. Um, yeah, that Jeremy Gray, um, Moses Nyman 
pairing in in that first game, that Philly game, just kind of, you know, sitting in that like those their own little number eight roles, you know, in, in the midfield was just wonderful. I mean, between the passing that Gray was able to put together and, and just box to box play that that Nyman was doing, that was that was wonderful. That 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 looked like one of the better midfield pairings um, in the in the USL at the time for that first game. Oh, for sure. And you know, last year, you know, Nelson and and Moses. I mean, I think Moses makes it very easy for a lot of people. But you know, Nelson and Jeremy fit a very similar role where they're tremendous passers of the ball, and yeah. and uh, they read the game so well. So it's like. Um, you know, both are still working on becoming better defenders and becoming a little bit harder. But I also think both have tremendous, you know, potential. But mm-hmm. you know, that was the beauty of Moses. And that's where I was like, look, I've got no issues putting him in a game. It's uh, you know, just because he's 15, um, he just plays above his years, and he shows it in training. When a 15-year-old kid can, you know, at, when I ask what happened or what we're looking at or what we're trying to do, and a 15-year-old kid answers it correctly. And I, you just, you just feel very comfortable. Put him in. Yeah, I bet. All right. So speaking of signings, we got three new signings um, this week. Is that is that correct? Well, more like re-signings, but still. re-signings. Yes, that's a better way of putting it. Um, there, we got Michael Gamble, uh, Kairu Mustafa, and Massimo Ferran. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, do Do we have any more? So we obviously know them. Uh, Gamble was. Uh, at, at times, the, the the captain out in the field when when people wasn't playing. Um, yep. Everybody knows Cairo. Uh, yep. Twenty twenty, loud and too loud. Adams, loud United player of the year. <laughs> player of the year. That's right. Yeah, I mean he, 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 was, he, was, so fast. he was my player of the year too. So <laughs> yeah, and he seemed to just have the right attitude. Um, not to mention the his not to mention his first ever cap for the Niger uh, Nash senior football team. Yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so we got those. Do we have any more that you can say, or do do you know of any like you know like, you don't need to say any names, but like you know, wink. wink we, so wink. we we ha- we also have a left back coming in from you know the Ivory Coast, which is you know kind of ironic because you know Pebo's actually his family's from the Ivory Coast, but we have a left huh. back from the Ivory Coast coming in, and you know he's signed and and uh, we're processing his visa. I think he'll be announced in the next couple of days, and I actually went and scouted him. Uh, a year, about a year and four months ago, I, I went over just to take a look at, you know, some players in Ghana, some players in Ivory Coast, and I walked away, and I've been working on him since since then, since 2019. Whoa. Oh, that's that's awesome. I, I love that we're having this presence uh, with bringing African players over here. There's so many now. This has been, it's been awesome, and every single one of them is just dripping with talent. I mean, obviously, Cairo is one of the fastest human beings I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how he covers ground as fast as he does, uh, but I mean, we, we, there's obviously so much ta- talent with um, even Ali and Ganzi. I think he's Tanzanian, right? He, he seemed to be great later in the season when you were deploying him uh, kind of deeper in that midfield role, but that's awesome. That's great to hear that we're, we got left back, you know, we're working on those, those fullback positions because Pebo, you know, we're going to miss him obviously in the, in that, in that spot. Yeah, no question. And and he brings a lot of similarities, but he's just, you know, he's 22 and covers a lot of ground. And, and uh, you know, I, I think he'll be a pretty good addition to what we're looking for. I think he fits into a guy that we could see down the future with DC United. And, you know, that's what we're really looking for in those international spots is, you know, all right, who are maybe young guys that couldn't end up making it for DC United. So, sure, sure. Um, you know, that's why, we're, we're so excited Kairou's back because I, I think he can make it. And I think, 
you know, he's got to clean up his final action. Can his service be a little bit better? He just gets in such good spots. You're like, hey, can it just be a little bit more consistent and a little bit more quality? And if that happens, he'll make it. Yeah, he, you're, you're 100% right, though. He does. He knows how to run into the right space, um, which isn't something that just comes programmed in anybody. You know, he, he certainly has, has worked on that. He knows he's intelligent. He, ha- he can have that kind of uh, relationship with anybody who puts the ball over the top. Kind of, you know, he doesn't have that one individual that kind of like knows when he's going to, you know, uh, challenge the, the opposing defensive line. But yeah, that's, that's qu- good to hear. That's awesome. No question. And, you know, we're excited about Massimo tubes. I don't think people have seen the best out of him. Mm. Um, you know, for, for us, when we, we, this year, he'll take up an international spot. You know, we, I, we think he's a guy that has potential to make the MLS or make, um, you know, make a jump. He, he's in, you know, when we saw him as a 10 against Pittsburgh in the last game is passing. Um, he just, he just had a really kind of a weird year with injuries, COVID, um, quarantines, and it was a tough year for him. So I think we're going to see a pretty good year out of him. Yeah. Um, and then, and then Michael, I think, you know, he really grew on as the year went along and, and I think you'll start to see his goal scoring come back a little bit more. Awesome. Um, he wasn't as sharp around goals. We liked, we talked and he was going through some things with his, with his diet, his nutrition and, and trying to um, improve himself that way, which he has come a long way on. And so I think, I, I think all three of them were like, guys, okay, here's a good base of three. Yeah. The you know left back from the Ivory coast, there's four. And then we've got a handful of guys that we're hoping after the draft tomorrow, we'll have a little bit clearer of a picture where we can start offering contracts. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's good to hear. Uh, I mean, we've got those those wings are, are, are like locked right now. At least they're they're a little safer now. Um, For sure. Which is great to hear. Yeah, the, the draft. So, uh, you know, a lot of people might be listening to this after the draft. I uh, saw so just a heads up. So they may even know about who this left back from the Ivory Coast is uh, by the time this comes out, probably expecting it maybe uh, Thursday night or Friday, uh, Friday morning, somewhere in that time frame. But but certainly um, good to hear. And, and hopefully we do see those individuals because I think we still have two draft picks, uh, DC. Yeah. The, yeah. We, yeah, we, fourth. We, so. yeah. Fourth and 31. Mm. Okay. Awesome. That's, that's great stuff. Yeah. So like the past week, you know, Dave Casper, myself, Stu Hernan, have, have really been just trying, trying to push to see, all right, who's out there, who can make DC better. And then from there, it's like, if we find a home run, it makes us better because then yeah. maybe someone else drops down, whether it's, you know, we say we sign a nine and he kills it and maybe Sorga comes down. If we sign a center back, maybe it's pine, you know, you just never know. So. Oh, um, we're not seeing pines back. We, we know that yeah, stop, you I stop know. it. He's so good. That would be, <laughs> tough, but, uh, it'd be nice, but yeah. Yeah. He yeah. goes up to the U S men's national team before long. <laughs> uh, he's, he has just got it, man. He is awesome. Yeah. He's big. And uh Yeah. He's terrifying. I mean, I, I, if I was an attacking player and I was sitting in the box with the ball, I wouldn't. I'd run the other side of the box. I wouldn't go near him. <laughs> oh, he, he, he's incredible in the air. Good kid. So, yep. Yeah, I'm happy with his. His last year was great. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right, I got I got one more. We, we won't even. I was going to ask you about Simon because it's heartbreaking. But we all know yeah. he's he's he had a great opportunity to go over to to Louisville. We won't even touch on that. Um, but I got one more. Like hard we miss question. you, Lefebvre. We miss you. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we do. Um, he's gonna do. He's gonna do big things, and he's got a, a bright future ahead of him. And we 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 certainly know that. Um, no, we we agree. We were sorry to see him leave, and you know they 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 can offer a lot of money, and and uh, 
yeah, he, I, I'm happy we had a conversation before he went and, you know, I wish him the best. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I got, I got one more hard question and then we're going to do some easy ones. Um, and we'll rip through those. Cause I know I don't, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, so, you know, we, we saw last year, there was a, a one, a year or a year and a half deal between Hartford and Southampton. And, you know, we, we see these like partnerships between uh, different other you know, European clubs across the world or whatever with USL teams or MLS teams. Um, you know, we've got Pittsburgh Riverhounds had a relationship at one point with Schalke, um, FC Dallas at one point with Bayern Munich. Uh, I think there's a couple more. There was one that was just announcing Orange County, uh, Orange County FC with, with Rangers, which yeah. Glasgow Rangers, which was heartbreaking because part of this question, I think I wrote before that was announced and I was going to say, you know, why aren't we partner with them? Because they're like just just north of Loudon Hill in Scotland. Oh, like okay. The, the yeah. Battle of Loudon Hill. And it was like, you know, we had this opportunity to really tie that together. But of course, that didn't work out. Um, <laughs> and then also Charleston, um, Hibernian, they, they yeah. just announced that partnership. Is that anything you could see? Because like I see that would benefit if we had a relationship with, with someone overseas and um, they supported us by maybe sending academy players that would, that would benefit DC in a way too. So I mean, is that something you could see in our future or is that just not even in the works or in ideal? No, for, for, no it's, it's definitely in the works and, and Jason and, and, you know, and, and, and Dave and those guys have, are, are exploring some possibilities. I think COVID hit a little bit of a, you know, snag with some different things, um, you know, and then, and then just in inner club and what we're trying to do, it's like, we're trying to make the Swansea relationship better as well, where, you know, maybe some guys that come over this way, um, you know, so we're, you know, we're speaking on a daily basis with those guys, Hey, who might not have enough maybe for, you know, Swansea and the premier league and this and that, but you know, who can, you know, maybe make the MLS or who can play for Loudon for a year and then make the jump. So it's something that I think is beneficial. We all think is beneficial. You just have to find the right fit, the right yeah. club, the right, and the right mutual interests. You don't want someone just coming over and taking players. You want a mutual benefit for both. Sure. sure. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if something like that happened in the next 18 months. Okay. Oh, that's, that's great to hear. I, you know, it's going to only continue to drive, uh, you know, fans here and, and, you know, drive the, the market. Um, obviously like I'm, I'm not, this is, this is not obvious, but I'm part Scottish. So like, I would, I would love it if it was like Rangers or something like that. Like, I, I don't want a Welsh team like Swansea, but nonetheless, I obviously, I want, I want what's best for Loudon. That's all. That's all that I really care about. But. No, me, me too. <laughs> and, and we think the same thing. It's like, can we get a, a look at some of these guys and, it's like, all right, well, if he makes it, can we get him the first team? You know, that's that's mm. really the thing. So, you know, we talk with clubs on a one-off where, you know, okay, can we can we get a kid for a year? Take a look. If he makes it, here's what we're willing to do. And so, some of them are on a case by case basis with some people, but we, uh, you know, at some point, I think a working with a bigger club is in the future of of Loudon and DC, and um, and I think that's the way that, like you said, the the way of the world is going too right now. Yeah. So, um, which we're excited about. Too cool. All right, before I get to the easy questions, Adam, do you have any other uh, complex ones? I guess, <clears throat> but um, I'm kind of said really all I wanted to say. I did appreciate okay. the answer you gave on the. Uh, I guess the uh, parents and the f- parents and the sons who are trying to, whether or not they're living up to expectations. That was the biggest one I had. That's awesome. Sorry if I, maybe I should have held that off until later, but no, it's fine. <laughs> saw my shot and I took it. So 
<laughs> all right, so all right, we're gonna we're gonna rip off some easy ones for you, um, and then we'll wrap it up here, so that way you can get get back to your Wednesday evening. Um, so y- you you don't live near in Loudoun County, right? You're still in the like the general DC area. Are, are you planning on coming out this way at any point? At some point, would like to, yeah. Make make the commute a little easier, I reckon. Yeah, it'll make the commute a lot a lot easier. So, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So at some point, would like to. Okay. What What do you like most about Loudoun County? Like, tell tell us like uh, what it is that draws you to this area. Yeah, I, I I mean I think you know I I've always enjoyed you know well I love golfing as well on the side. So golf courses are great. You know I've been to a couple of the breweries are great. You know it's uh, just a cool little area where there's just different pockets of of you know, different, you know, you can go hiking, you can do so much different things. So for us, you know, know, my fiance, I guess now, and I, you know, go out there when we can to explore and see different things and, uh, you know, try to stop by Vanishing Farm on our way back or Loudon Brewing. Yeah. Vanish is awesome. Um, and obviously, you know, shameless plug, we love Loudon Brewing. We've got a great relationship with, with the folks out there. Um, yeah. and have They've probably always been kind to us in this Loudon stampede as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Phil, Phil, Phil does a great job. Unbelievable support and, and, uh, great beer too, to be fair. Great beer. <laughs> yeah. Very family environment. Um, yeah, absolute shameless plug. We, we love those guys. Um, and yeah. so, uh, you know, we, we want to, you know, from, from the podcast perspective, we want to do things with them in the future, uh, you know, different ideas we've got. coming. And, and I think with DC building a, the facility out there and, you know, every, I think everything's kind of heading that way. So hmm. I think you'll see more and more, you know, of DC United players, coaches, staff kind of heading that direction. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Big things are coming both for the pod and for the team as a whole. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, all right, final question. This is one that I've added now to the end of all the interviews we do. I missed this um, when we the first interview we did was with uh, Josh Fawole, and I messaged him afterwards, and I was like, "Why didn't I ask you if there was something you wanted to say to the fans?" So this is one I can't miss for you. So, Coach Martin, <laughs> is there anything you want to tell? How did I miss that? It's, it's silly, but how, is there anything you want to tell to the fans, the Loudon United fans? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the big one for me is just a big thank you for every every support over the last, you know, year and a half. It it, it, it has, you know, we together collectively, you know, haven't had a full year together, you know, and it's, uh, you know, we came in, you know, my first year, it was like four games at, you know, Audi and we're on the road for six weeks and then it was, you know, we're in and then, you know, this past year we, you know, we're up in Hartford 15 times and then, uh you know, we had three home games and then the season shut down. So, you know, for mine, it's just a big thank you for the support and a big thank you for everything everybody's doing. And, um, you know, we're excited about 2021. I think a lot of exciting things are happening at D.C., uh, Loudoun. Um, I'm very excited to have a full year, hope, knock on wood. Hopefully, you know, <laughs> we, you know we, we, we play our first game. We thought we were making some progress. And the next thing you know, it's, hey, uh, you're done for three months. So, um yeah, uh, just a big thank you and excited for 2021. And, and you know, hopefully we have some good fans, some good days. And, and uh, you know, I know at the very least we'll compete, go after it and, and attack. And hope for the best and plan for the worst. Right, Coach? That's, right. That's it. Well, you know, today today was a, you know, a good day in D.C. here and you know, I think the nation. So we'll, we'll, we'll build on yeah. today. All yeah, things that's considered, right. Yeah. 
well, I can't speak for all of the of the fans, but I think that we're all very excited for for what the 2021 season has in store. So we're all we're all watching. Um, but and last yeah. piece is also a big congratulations on the engagement. Uh, wonderful news. So Puzzle yeah, we're all very yeah, happy for you. Appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate that. She she loves getting out to games. You'll you'll see her out there. And, and Heck yeah. Uh, well, for, I think like uh, for two years ago, I brought her out there, and she goes, "Wow, the the." The beer selection here is incredible. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this, this, this is a winner. <laughs> this is, yeah, we, we love our beer. Yeah. All right, well, Coach, we, we really appreciate yeah, you taking the time and, and talking with us. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we enjoyed this. I hope you, uh, hope you did as well. We'll certainly – we'd love to have you on again in the future um, if that's something you're amenable to. So Yeah, no, always open. Thanks for all you guys do for the club and um, soccer and Loudon and, and what we're trying to build. So, you know, really appreciate it and, and look forward to uh, 2021. Awesome. Too cool. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, guys. The Two Loud Adams podcast is proudly sponsored by the Loudon Stampede, the official supporters group for Loudon United, and hosted by Adam Davis and Adam Mendelovitz. The executive producer is Mike Myers. If you'd like to be a part of our sponsorship, then hit the follow button and reach out. Cheers for now.